Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Irving, through to Conchar. This is Dirt and Sprague. Second down and 20 as a result. Zappi passes in the air and intercepted by Smith. Tipped at the line and Roquan Smith with another takeaway for the Chicago D. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Simon's thirsty for it. Comes to it. The liftoff again. And hit another one. Anthony Simons knocking him down left and right. 22 in the quarter. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader. 1080, The Fan. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> was that one for every Anthony Simons made three last night? You you nailed it exactly. I was I doing just all. that. Yeah. I think he moved a couple of blocks away from us because there's a, there's a bum encampment that's on fire. There's like 30-foot flames like two blocks away from us. I, I think that's Anthony Simons in the second half last night. Are you, are you allowed to still call him? I don't think we're supposed to be using, like, are people, like, mad about the terms we use? Oh, we can't use that term anymore? I don't know. Is that insensitive? I don't know that there's any... Homeless person fire? Is that I don't acceptable? Think, I, I don't even think you're supposed to call them homeless. They are, they are homeless, though. I know, but I think you're supposed to call them houseless. Houseless. Okay, there is a houseless. houseless person fire about two blocks away from us that scared the S out of me on my drive-in. Did it. So I, I got in a little earlier than you, and I came in, and I'm, I'm used to seeing, like, the other day... I drove in and I saw one of them with uh, I don't know, a little fire pit or something. Yeah, they got little garbage cans, like little like they look like little charcoal grills that they put a little fire in. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, they're you gotta stay warm. warm. Okay, yeah. And I roll up today at the stop sign that's literally two blocks from our building, and I see like the color, the 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 <laughs> fire color, and I'm like, oh, they got the fire going again. And as I roll past the tent. It's an entire shopping cart engulfed in flames. And I guess I don't think that's to keep him warm. I think no. I think this was a mistake. And I hope that he's not passed out on drugs yeah. in that tent because he's going to die. There was there was a couple of people standing around looking in when I was driving by. And I would hope that they had gone in and checked out and made sure everything was OK. I don't know the answer to that question. But when I, I it was there was another car coming this the same direction as me or I guess opposite on the same street. And they were, like, trying to move out of the way. I was, like, trying to move out of the way. I felt the heat inside the truck as I drove by. It got that much bigger, it was. Huh? It is that big right now. And I'm like, am I going to drive by and something's going to ex- – is there a propane tank in here that's going to explode as I'm, as I'm five feet away from this thing? Get me out of here, man. Yeah, it's um, – It is Thunderdome down here. It, it really kind of feels that way. There's a car that's right outside of our parking lot. 
that just has all four windows broken and shattered. The hood's up, so yeah. who knows? I mean, it just you're going in, you're digging out, you're taking stuff out of that thing. And that I saw about 15 seconds after the 20-foot-high fire. I'm like, ah, nice little Tuesday. McGinley showed me um, pictures of where our towers are. Uh-huh. What is it called, Swag? Stonehenge? Is that what he calls it? <laughs> no, no, that's that's a different area. Okay, well, he, he showed me the Stonehenge, okay. which I guess is over by Marine Drive. And I knew Marine Drive and Things the Delta Park. Things are going Park. great at Marine Drive. They have found power. Yeah. People have driven over power yeah. cords that are crossing the street with extension cords. And it's like they've uh. full on got power now. <laughs> um, and he showed me photos and they've created, like he told me this. He goes, we, we just did a big clear out. And he takes me to the back and he shows me these photos. Dirt. They're not just like, you know, hey, they're houseless people that have nowhere else to turn. They're creating a society. Yeah, they're going like squatters' rights. Like, we live here. This is our land now. Yeah, but, like, I don't know how many people realize just the lengths in which I'm talking. They created a road. Oh. He showed me photos. He goes, this is a before and this is an after. And it looks, it, it's unbelievable. It's, like, actually a really good road that they've created. It's back in the woods. Hey, maybe these guys are on to something. Let's talk to them about city planning. And then when you go to the back, you go down that road. Uh, they had pigs caged. Oh, so they have like food sources that they have for themselves. They're going to butcher probably pigs. Oh, okay. And then they had piles and I'm talking about heaps and piles of just trash clothes, uh, you know, plastic items from whatever, like just, they don't have garbage recycling service yet in their town. And guess who has to clear that out? (laughs) Companies like ours have to pay to have that actually removed. So these people have created roads. They have their own food source that they're raising, cattle. They have trash that gets taken out by other people. And, oh, by the way, if you've had any car stolen, I, I just saw somebody post it. Hey, can you, if you see my dad's car, can you right, let me know? Right. Why don't you go check out on old Marine Drive? Uh, there were, like, ten cars just absolutely stripped down to nothing. And he goes, yeah, they just basically steal the cars. They bring them back here. <laughs> Nobody sees them. And they strip them down. They sell all this stuff to the, the junk places. I, I actually got a little um, optimistic yesterday on my way home because I, I don't know if you guys saw, but our esteemed mayor, the one and only Ted Wheeler, he's on, to, he's on top of this, guys. Okay? What's Wheels got cooking now? <laughs> he came up with it. He's got a plan. His plan's out. We got a plan now to take care of the homeless issue. There's all sorts of plans. <laughs> Who's paying for it? So, I was driving you home. You and me. I was driving home yesterday. I don't live in the city. And I was, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm going up the, the same road that I came down this morning, and there was like a like a U-Haul type of truck in there, and it looked like they were loading stuff because there's a lot of encampments about a couple of blocks away from our office. Like a whole side street is yeah. just the whole sidewalk has turned into a basically yes. a city camp. They, so They removed a body a couple weeks ago. Oh, I saw it. lovely. That's that was, cool. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome to hear. Uh, they were So they were loading stuff into the back of this truck, and I thought, all right, hey, maybe we're – Maybe this is going in the right direction. And then literally the next morning I drive in and all the camps are still there. And one of them is on fire with 20 foot flames. Well, they did. They get moved and then they just come right back. Yeah. you can't I, really. I went to we went to Oaks Park on Saturday night. Uh-huh. My daughter did a um, or my niece's birthday. So my daughter went and they did like they have the Halloween haunted house thing. They've yeah. set up Shout out pretty to cool. Oaks Park, man. Well, it was pretty cool. Actually, if you if you want to take kids, it's a pretty good haunted house. There's three of them. Anyways. We drive in, we turn off of uh, Tacoma, you know, you go past the strip bar, and then you go down the road and you turn into the Oaks Park entrance. So we're driving down that, 
And all of a sudden, you hear, I could hear a commotion. And we're rolling forward, probably going five miles an hour. And as I get closer, I realize the commotion is just a gentleman. Looks like a pretty normal dressed gentleman, you know, taking a, a walk at night. He's walking past an RV and like five tenths. And there is a woman probably on some sort of substance just screaming at him. Just screaming. Just walking out from behind the RV that has a huge tarp over it and the nine tents that are next to it. There's an SUV that has tinted windows that's parked next to it with rims. I'm like, how is that there? I <laughs> That doesn't seem like it fits. You don't stop and ask questions anymore. You no. just kind of look and you move on. And no. I just thought, wow, this is right next to the theme park. And then I was told that they had cleared that out a week ago. And I went, yeah, but you... Yeah, you can't. I mean, what are you going to do? Put, like, spikes in the ground so you can't go drive an RV down there? You clear everything out, and <laughs> those people are right back a week later. So it's like that's the clear out's not the solution here. I, ay, ay, ay. It's, it's, uh, look, I, 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 don't, I don't have to agree with anybody politically that's actually in office to just simply say it's a mess, and I, I'm, I've been telling friends this. I don't know what the I don't know how you fix it. I, don't, I really don't. I think we've reached the breaking point. I think we've gone past the point. Of return. Of return. There's yeah. there's a lot of them. There's a, it's not just like, oh, hey. We're outnumbered now, man. It's <laughs> it like, kind of feels they, that they way. They got us two to one. So if we, we're going to have like an uprising if we try and do anything serious. Well, and the, the sad part is like my wife tag, tags me in an Instagram uh, account that like highlights some of the, the problems. And they're doing interviews. And it's like, you know, interview with Gal who's like, I lost my job a month ago and yeah. my rent was crazy and like literally had nobody else in my life and she starts like crying and I'm just, I'm getting really sad. I'm like, this is unfortunate. And yet, what's the percentage of people that are this situation versus the people that well, are Well, that's just, why it's so know, hard to solve. I mean, it's a, it. yeah, it's a systemic problem. That's why it's so difficult. But everybody's in different circumstances. Like there's a, there's a percentage of those people that are folks who had good paying jobs that just fell on hard times and they have a family and they got nowhere to go. Like there, there was a, a Vice news story that they did uh, months and months ago, but they came to Portland because yeah. they were doing a highlight on the, on the homeless issue of Portland. And they were interviewing guys that were like mechanics, like, Hey, I just lost my job or they raised our rent. We couldn't afford it anymore. My wife uh, got sick and we had medical bills and now we're living out of a tent or living out of a van. Like there's some percentage that is that. The tough part is is that the the other percentage of people that just kind of want to be outside, like the the anarchists, that kind of stuff, like hey, we're building a road and slaughtering pigs over here, <laughs> like they do a disservice to the people who actually need some help yeah. and need our 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 sympathy, right? Like that's why it's such a, a complicated and convoluted problem. Well, it's frustrating too because you know everything has to become political, and I'm like, you know, all these commercials are airing, and it's. Hey, how much better was your life four years? It was pretty good, huh? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. No. Know. How much better is your life going to be with me? Uh, saw your policies. No. It's just like both sides are sitting here like, hey, how great is life, huh? When we're in office, yeah. life is great. Things are going great. And both sycophants of those sides are like, yeah, my side, when they're in office, <laughs> life is better. And you're like, well, did you have a wage growth? Like, what happened? You got an extra $300 check? Did I get a pay increase? How cute. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Uh, no. It's, it's tough out there, man. It's, it's rough. Um, that, was, uh, that was an alerting, an alarming thing to, uh, to drive into on my way into work today. It's fairly normal, though. Uh, it, it is. It Unfortunately. Is, it is fairly normal. Um, well, man, you really brought down the house on that I'm sorry. Topic. I just, I'm driving, I don't you normally drive by 25-foot flames, <laughs> and I hope, I don't know what that's going to look like on my way home today. I'm kind of curious how much damage it's going to do and how far that thing spreads. 
because there were just people standing around. I'm hoping that a fire truck is on the way. Firefighters, if you're listening, there is a fire two blocks away. I don't think. I don't think they. Do you think they call the fire department? That has to be somebody like us calling the fire department, right? I don't know. Because you don't want to draw attention to your situation. I, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. No, they got to worry, though, who's, about a brush fire or something. Who's fentanyl is this? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's a big flame. That it, no, it really was a big fire. That thing's going to spread, man. Yeah, it is. And I, again, I hope somebody's not passed out in a tent. We've had enough of those stories happen. Yeah. Hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. Tuesday. Uh-huh. We're here. Tuesday, we're here, baby. <laughs> it's a tasty Tuesday. It is a t- it's a tasty Tuesday <laughs> as we start with such a tasty topic. That's right. God. Uplifting, everybody. <laughs> and, of course, you had to start it with, hey, these flames down the road at a homeless <laughs> camp. They're like Amperty Simons, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's synergy right there, huh? They have blazers. They're 4-0, baby. <laughs> uh, well, at least you're not Kanye West. No, no, I'm not Kanye West. I, oh. I, the homeless issue, I don't quite understand. That what one, I'm, do do now? I'm trying to wrap my head around. What do you mean, what did he do now? But I'm, not, I'm not anti-Semitic. Oh. Did no. you not see the, the no. hate for the Jewish community? I'm not a Nazi, so yeah. uh, no, I'm not Kanye West. I, I'm not following Kanye. Either. I think he had, I'm not kidding. I have Good to look you, this Swigard. up. Good for you, you shouldn't. <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say this. I think he has a track on his Yeezus album, which I hated, uh, and I've already retired from Kanye, but I believe there is a track on that album entitled Black Skinhead. Oh, okay. I'd have to go look and fact wow. check that, but I believe my that's memory pleasant. serves correct. I thought, <laughs> that's a weird name of a song, buddy. Yeah, the world would just be a better place if we just didn't listen to Kanye West anymore. Like, if nobody cared about Kanye West... I'm not missing Kanye anything West, like, in my world, I'll tell no. you that. Well, no. he got... He, the, the big news today, though, the reason I bring that up randomly and say, at least you're not, he's been dropped by everybody. His agency dropped him yesterday. It says Adidas dropped him yet? Adidas dropped him. They officially did? this morning. Adidas. Uh, how brave of you, Adidas. Well, and yeah, he does. He has a, a song entitled Black Skinhead on his Yeezus album. That way to take a stand. Right at, the, right at the moment when you needed to. Well done, Adidas. Well, look, say what you want. He just challenged him publicly and took him a couple of days, but they're like, all right, we're done. Yeah, I don't know what took you so long. No, the first anti-Semitic comments probably would have done it for me, saying we can find somebody else to make stupid slippers <laughs> that are like rubber that look like they're worn by an idiot. <laughs> you know, Marcus Grease buys those shoes. I'm a fashion genius, man. I'm a fashion icon. I'm a fashion icon. How come nobody ever says icon when they talk about me? Have you seen this stupid sweatshirt that I designed with holes in it, man? Nobody else could come up with stuff like this. I just want people to know as Dirt's making fun of Kanye... <laughs> About fashion, he's currently wearing a Winterhawk sweatshirt with gray You're tracks. You're damn right. Pants. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Styling and profiling. Uh, well, it is a tasty Tuesday. Uh, there is a lot to discuss. We will talk about our Portland Trailblazers. They're 4-0. They are 4-0, I man. could not be more dumb. <laughs> I do. I mean, who saw this coming? I guess they're going to win the championship, and uh, we'll just plan the parade now. Yeah, it's going to happen down oh, Broadway. Let's remove the bum fires say, hopefully before. Hopefully there's no fires on the Broadway <laughs> bridge. we play on the NBA championship parade. Uh, but we'll get into that. We got Sam Monson, a pro football focus at 730. There's a lot of NFL I want to discuss, and I actually want to start there. So we'll get to the Blazers, but I want to start in the NFL, and I ask you this question, both of you going to the break. Power rank the NFC for me. Can you please do that? Oh, okay. It is impossible, and we'll talk about that next on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, Brittany Griner's appeal of a nine-year prison sentence was just rejected. <laughs> We're just coming with all Shocker the good news day today. What else do we got? Uh, what else is happening? Should we talk about inflation next? You want to tackle that? Let's you really want that. to do it? Let's tackle that, man. Talk about who we should be really blaming for inflation. Tackle that issue. Um, so the NFL, as I look up at my TV, who do you trust more? Such a get-up first take question. Who do you trust more, Dak or Jalen? <laughs> and, of course, the panel is split directly in half the way it should be so everybody can argue. But I, I'm seriously asking this question as Chicago goes into a New England last night and beats the living snot out of the Patriots. What the hell was that, man? There were three games all in that game. What the hell was that? Like, somebody explain that to me. How did that outcome happen? Make sense of well, it. Well, Mac Jones clearly should have never he started sucks. that game. Mac Jones sucks, okay? Then well, we had end of conversation hour. there. Yeah, zappy hour for back-to-back touchdowns, and they took the lead. And New- then the Bears adjusted to that. New- Chicago hasn't scored points on anybody all year. All year, they can't score touchdowns. They won 19 to 10. They lost 27 to 10. Oh, excuse me. They scored 23 points on the Houston Texans, only 12 on the Giants, 22 on the Vikings, 7 on the Commanders. They scored 7 points against the Commanders. 7. They went for 33 last night. Explain how that happened. Can we tell who dirt bet on? (laughs) How? I don't get it. New England was running the football, they're playing good defense. I hate the NFL. I hate it. No, I hate the sport. Don't. I'm boycotting it. I'm it. never watching it you again. Absolutely Until love it. Until Thursday, I'll watch it, again. Exactly. And what are we going to do on Thursday? We're betting a dog. I just don't get. It. I cannot wrap my head around how that. Like they could not stop Chicago all night. All they did was a, run, a quarterback sweep. It was That's, just quarterback runs and quarterback screens runs, and yeah. like what? How? I I don't know. And Belichick quite literally put his number one pick that he drafted just last year. He put him on national TV to be exposed and benched. And I can't imagine, maybe he's, he's probably more tough-minded than that, but like I just can't imagine being in Mac Jones' shoes as the crowd goes absolutely insane Zappy. when Bailey Zappi comes in and they start chanting, Zappi, Zappi. It's everything to do more with his name than it is anything else. The crowd just loves to say Zappi. Well, I also will say that part of it was, like, he had played really well. No, 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 no. He had. Like, his but, two games that he started, he was lights out. But his first game against Green Bay, when he came in relief, I think is where it started. 
Yeah, and he played great in that game. He was okay. They ran the football. Like they were running Man. the football. They played good defense. They they had a pick six. I mean, he came like, in he came in late in the second quarter in yeah. that game. He was ten of fifteen for hundred yards and a touchdown. So he didn't do a ton. Yeah, they ran the football and played great defense. And I'm saying I think it started there. Not the next game against Cleveland where he absolutely torched. Well, the no, Browns. he also beat Detroit in a twenty nine nothing shutout, hence why okay. I gambled on the Patriots last night. Right. He was seventeen to twenty one for two hundred yards and a touchdown. That's and not then, that great. And then Against Cleveland, he was 24-34 for 309 yards and two touchdowns. That's a good game. Those for other a rookie, two... all those are good games. <sighs> what other rookie quarterback has done that this year? I mean, Justin Fields threw for a buck 80 and a touchdown. Are we sitting here talking about that? Like, you actually me... thought he played well last night. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was so fine. He ran with for what another, they did. what, 75 on a score? Sure. But, like, let's put this in a little bit of context. We're really going to care that he threw for 200 yards in this NFL with a touchdown? Like, that's not bad, but he also had a 300 yard game in there. Okay. But my point is, like, they've abandoned their top 15 pick already because yeah. of this kid. Yeah, Mac Jones sucks. He's, he's done. Well, but, like, what do you do? You just wasted a first round pick on a quarterback? You broke that kid yesterday on national TV. He looked like he was going to cry when he got benched. Yeah, he's over there reading his play sheet on his wrist during the game as they're calling plays. I, I, I will say, I thought it was a major error by Belichick. They should have never even put him back in. Like, I, I know that's controversial to some. When you have a quarterback that played as bad as he did to start the season, Mac Jones was horrible. He threw like five or six picks in their first two games. It was awful. It was atrocious. They looked like they didn't have an offense. We were all making fun of them because Matt Patricia is their offensive coordinator. Like, it looked really bad. I, I still am. Sure, and, you, and, and as you should, last night was an embarrassment. Um, so I, I think that was part of it, too. It wasn't just that Zappi had played well in a game or two. It was that Mac Jones really sucked. And he came out last night, and what did he do when he was back in the lineup? They went three and out on their opening drive. Really, the only positive yard plays they had as an offense was when he scrambled for like seven yards. That was their first first down. That was their first first down. And then he threw a horrible pick and the double cut just lobbed a ball up on like second and ten as you're moving the football a little bit and getting into field goal range. It just he he does not look like he has any confidence. And this is where I think Belichick totally screwed up. Like Zappy's got the hot hand. Mac Jones is is coming off an injury. It's one thing if Zappy comes out last night and plays bad and throws a couple of picks. Then you could say, all right, let's get Mac Jones a couple of looks. And it feels a little different. Instead of you give him only two series, they go three and out, he throws a pick on the second one, and then you take him out of the game. They tried to argue that was their plan all along, but I'm not buying it. They, they killed the kid's confidence. He should have never been in there last night. And I don't know what they do with that, but I ask you this yesterday. Is the Bears are an eight-and-a-half to nine-point dog, and they outright win. And yet another week in the NFL, there were six dogs that covered Five of those six outright won. Like, the NFL is dumb. It's absolutely stupid. But it's also why, if I can get points, I'm taking points. <laughs> if you give me points, I'm going to take points. It doesn't make sense. We talked about Green Bay a little bit yesterday in Buffalo, right? They're the, they the Sunday night game, I think. That line's at 10.5. I won't be shocked if that line gets 12, 12 and a half. Laugh at it all you want. That's a lot of points, man. Like it is. Swag said this yesterday in our text, and I thought I, it's a totally fair point. But he says, like, who's getting in the way of Buffalo, Kansas City for the the conference championship? And then I listed like three teams, and he goes, "You feel confident?" I wouldn't say I feel confident in teams to beat Kansas City or Buffalo, but I'm also not going to act like I saw didn't see the Kansas City Chiefs lose to the damn Colts who just benched their quarterback. Yeah, or lose to Cincinnati in the AFC title game last year. Or or Buffalo lose a game to Miami and, and get blown out for a large portion of that Baltimore game. Like Yeah, they could easily lost that one. That's what's crazy is those two teams absolutely look the best of all of them. 
And yet this this league this year, it's insane. Like who's going to win? I don't know. Buffalo and Kansas City seem to have a leg up. They also might take each other out. And that's the thing is like if I asked you in the NFC, power rank the NFC for me. <laughs> Good luck. I'll wait. Like who do you guys honestly think are the top four teams in the <clears throat> NFC? Like right now today. Philly's one. Okay, Philly is one. That's fair. After that, roll the dice. I Honestly, I would probably go Philly one. And this might piss some people off. I'd put Dallas easily in second right now. Um, Why is Dallas easily second? Because I think their defense is going to play and carry them all season long, and they're five and two, and they've done to. it with a backup quarterback. So if if everybody's healthy come playoff time, uh-huh. which probably isn't going to be the case, it will not be the case. But if they are, Dallas is the second best team in the NFC. You would pick Dallas to beat the Forty ers I would right now. Yeah, no way because they would not with that defense. Okay, why well, they just gave up forty four points to Kansas City? That defense isn't healthy. And Jimmy Garoppolo threw a horrible pick in the end zone. They just beat Dallas last year in the playoffs at I, Dallas. I, I, the teams are a little different. Things change from year to year. Just because okay. you beat them last year doesn't mean you beat them again. I just easily. I don't know how you say easily. Well, I mean, not, not easily, but I would take Dallas to win that game. Like your injury question, the 40, half the 49ers defense is out right now. I know. I just said if they so played yes, in the playoffs. So, yes, if they're they fully healthy. healthy, yes, I would take the 49ers. Are they going to be fully healthy in the playoffs? Probably not. They've never been fully healthy in a season under Kyle Shanahan. No, they're they're largely so, the most injured team in the league every so, year. So, yeah, I, I would. Uh, and I know they lost that game last year, but it was. It was also a one-possession game that they had a chance to tie it at the end, and they decided to call a quarterback run and the clock ran out on them. So let's not act like it was a blowout. Yeah, but that coach is still there. He is still there. Uh, but I, I just, I think Dallas's defense is legitimate, and as of right now, they're playing as good as anybody in the NFL, and it's going to give them a chance in every single game. They just went into Philly with Cooper Rush, and they damn near came back and won that game down what seventeen nothing right out of the gate. I think it was seventeen or twenty-one ten. Yeah. I don't even know. It was, they were getting blown out in the first half, and they came back. After that, I mean, I, the Forty ers are still in the mix, but they got to stay healthy. But you know, I don't trust Garoppolo. He was horrible on Sunday. They're not even leading their division. <clears throat> no, they're behind Seattle and they're behind LA. Now they get LA again this weekend. They're probably going to win that game because they own Sean McVay. Uh, and Minnesota is probably the wild card to me. I don't really buy them as a contender. And nobody but, trusts Kirkers when yeah. the bright lights are on. But it's as not just Kirkers. On, it's, yeah. You know, it's no, funny. I know. You guys are all. We're all naming these teams, and like even Dallas. I don't disagree with Dirt's point on the defense, but like, do I trust Mike McCarthy in a playoff game? No. I well, somebody's got to win it. That's all I know. Well, I know somebody's got to come out of the NFC. That's what's insane right now is the AFC is clearly. Buffalo, Kansas City, right? I think we'd all agree to that. And then after that, it's, you know, whoever you like after that. The NFC is Philly. And I've said this before, and I'm going to maintain the opinion. I don't think Philly's getting to the NFC Championship game. I think they're going to lose the divisional round at home. And who's going to beat them? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know who the top three teams in the NFC are right now. I say San Francisco. They're sub-500. The Seahawks, we're not even mentioning them. They're a game When do over. we take the Giants seriously? I, I don't know if I will all year, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, I want to ask Sam Monson this at 7.30. Like, when do you start taking Jets? Like, the Jets lost Brees Hall yesterday. They did. And they made a good trade. James Robinson's a good player. He's not Brees Hall, but he's a good player. That's a good trade for them. Yeah, we've seen a lot of teams that have had these. Like, remember Pittsburgh a couple of years ago that started like 11-0, and 0, and then they lost 6-7? Yeah. And that was like the talk. Are they really good? Are they They're just beating teams by field goals every week? And then the wheels completely came off at the end because they didn't have a good quarterback and they got blown out in the playoff game by Cleveland. Like 
That, that I have that kind of vibe with the Giants. I, are you picking the Giants to win a playoff game? Because I'm not. What if they're hosting a playoff I'm game? I'm still not picking them. Well, I guess they can't because they're not winning their division. <laughs> like, let's say, well, I mean, they could. They're only a game I, I, yeah, behind they're Philly. they game behind like, Philly. <laughs> they're 6-1, and one, man. This is so stupid. I want to carry this over a little bit and talk about this. We've got Sam Monson coming on at 7.30 today. We'll get to the Blazers. Anthony Simons, big night last night, 22 in the third quarter. We'll get to all of that. I just where the NFL is at right now is a fascinating deep dive, especially when you say out loud the NFC and dirt names two teams and then everything else is just a question mark. And so the confidence right now in the NFC is kind of all over the map. There's just it. There's not clear cut teams right now. And it's a pretty interesting uh, situation in the National Football League. So we'll carry it over next. OK, so you're T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Your top, this is your NFC playoff picture right now. Okay, what do we got? Phillies won. They would get a bye. Yep. Minnesota's the two seed. Okay. Seahawks are the three seed. <laughs> the three and four bucks are the four seed. <laughs> the five seed is the Giants at six and one. A bit. Uh, so I believe by my math, they would play Minnesota, right? Because the one seed is the only team that gets a bye, correct? Yes. Five correct. would play four. Oh, yeah. Five and, so six it'd be, would play three. Yeah, seven right. would seven play two. Seven would play two. So it would be Rams versus Vikings at Minnesota. It would be Cowboys at Seahawks. Ooh, a little Romo playoff flashback for Let's you. Let's go. Do they hold the PAT this time? And then the Giants at six and one have to go to Tampa Bay at three and four. And as bad as Tampa's looked, would you pick them to win that game right now? Yes. Okay, I, I wouldn't. And, I, and that's because I'm an idiot. Wait, wait. I wouldn't. Wait, you wouldn't pick the Bucks? I No, I wouldn't pick the Giants to oh, win that game right now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I... Well, if the spread was big enough, I'd take the Giants in the number. Sure, maybe you'd take them to cover the spread because they'd be an underdog in that game. You know they would. They've been down double digits four <laughs> games this year, and they've yeah. outright won them. They found a way to win. Yeah, like, is that sustainable, though? No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's absolutely madness. The Niners are the eight seed. The Packers are the nine. I mean, you got a bunch of teams. The Bucks are the four seed. And because of how bad their division is, the Falcons are three and four. The Commies are three and four. The Cardinals are three and four. The Bears now are three and four. The Packers and the Niners are all the same record as the Bucks, but the Bucks just 
they play in the division. So yeah, I mean, you really, get... it, it's really only New Orleans and Detroit that are out of the playoff chase right now. And I know technically they're not necessarily. Oh, they are. I mean, but Detroit especially is One out. in five Detroit. Like, how's, how's the Dan Campbell thing working out for you now? The guy's a funny character on television. They have the but... worst defense. In the... Well, they had a good performance this weekend, but they have largely Well, the now their defense. offense stinks. They can't move the football. They were great offensively for the first Belichick month. Belichick broke them. Belichick broke them, and they couldn't. Did they score a touchdown this week against Dallas, or was it two field goals? Because I know they only scored six points. And I can't remember if they scored a touchdown off the top of my head. No, weren't they up 10-6? I thought the they Cowboys lost. I thought they lost a touchdown and went up three. Am I wrong on that? I thought no, they lost twenty-four to six. Okay, so they only had the two field goals then. So, Jeez, either man. that or they scored a touchdown. That's right. They were the They were gonna score a touchdown. Yeah. down ten-six, and they fumbled. They the fumbled football. the ball. It's yeah, the lines. <laughs> hey, things are going great for Dan Campbell. They're one and five. Uh, New Orleans two and uh, two and five. So I mean, those are really the everybody else. Well, I guess you got Carolina in there too. But Carolina's only a game out of first place in their division. At two and five, as is New Orleans. I'm not picking them to win anything meaningful. Everybody else is four and three or three and four, and that is enough to keep you in the race and the wild card. Like it, it is going to be an ugly, ugly finish for everybody. And I think the next couple of weeks will tell us a much bigger part of the story because you can get some of these teams that are not playing great right now that maybe are scuffling or maybe they've had tough scheduling and they get things that line up for them and they can rattle off two or three in a row. And all of a sudden, you kind of separate yourself either in the division or as a wild card contender, and you're looking a lot better. You think they should restructure this to record, or is that unfair to teams that play in tough divisions versus teams who play in bad divisions? I've always felt like they should restructure. I think you should get rid of divisions. Just do records? And do records, yeah. But largely keep, well, you kind of have to keep a division just for travel purposes, I guess. But I mean, you could have your scheduling hub where you play your your uh, similar opponents. Like I'm, I guess I'm all right with that. I, yeah. I don't like benefiting teams. Like You could have a below 500 NFC South champion. You could have a 500 or below NFC West champion. Well, the Giants and the Cowboys, for example, would be road teams in the playoffs. They're they're combined right. 11 and three. Like they should not have to go on the road to uh, Dallas. That or, or excuse me, the Giants should not have to go on the road to Seattle or to whoever else to to Tampa Bay. Like why is Tampa Bay hosting a playoff game? What have they done to deserve that? Yeah, it's the division I don't buy the Giants, but they're six and one, and that should count for something. And the fact that they're behind an undefeated team, it's not their fault. Um, yeah, I don't, I just don't know where you go in the NFC, man. Maybe it, maybe it's just going to be the Eagles here. The Eagles are undefeated now and <laughs> they'll lose some games eventually, but like, talk about a lot of points. They're playing Pittsburgh this weekend. They're an 11 point favorite. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. They're at home. It is in Philly. So if you're going to bet a big favorite, but at there's going to be some towels in that crowd. Yeah. There's going to be some Pittsburgh fans. Like there, that's for sure. That's that uh, interstate rivalry. They hate each other, Pittsburgh I, and Philadelphia. I think there's interesting games all over the league this weekend, and, and I guess starting on Thursday, it's why I'm excited. Like, Tampa has stunk up the joint for a couple of weeks in a row. They really haven't looked good all season long. Their offense has stunk, uh, and, and there's serious concerns about can Brady turn this around. Like, if, if, if Baltimore comes out Thursday night and punches them in the mouth, they're back at home after a couple of weeks on the road. They're a slight underdog at home. That doesn't happen very often with Brady. Like, this is a get-right opportunity for you. Baltimore's not unbeatable. They've been horrible in the fourth quarter. They've blown multiple big leads. Like, Baltimore is, is vulnerable, and you can win this football game. But if you lose and look bad again, I'm not quite sure how many more weeks I'm going to give you. The same thing goes for Green Bay. Like, you got to put up a fight in Buffalo on Sunday night. You're a huge underdog. If you just go in there and get steamrolled again, I'm, I'm kind of out on you. But there's also some prove-it matchups. Like, you, the Giants are going on the road to Seattle this weekend. It's the biggest game of the weekend. That's a fun game, right? And the Seahawks are a slight favorite at home. The Giants, it's kind of fool's gold a little bit for me. Seattle, to a certain extent, is as well. Like, I don't know how much I buy them as a playoff contender, but it's a fun kind of separator matchup. You got the 49ers and Rams going at it again. Can the Rams finally beat Kyle Shanahan and San Francisco in the regular season? Uh, Minnesota hosting Arizona is a fun game. 
Minnesota coming off a bye, and they're hosting the Cardinals, who found maybe some mojo on Thursday against New Orleans. So I think in the NFC, there's some fun games this weekend that'll give us a better picture. Chargers are the seven seed in the AFC right now, and they have not looked good. And that's a four and three seven seed, by the way. That's a four and three seven seed. This is their schedule at Atlanta, at San Francisco, Kansas City at home, at Arizona, at the Raiders, Dolphins. I don't know where the confidence factor is with the Chargers right now and Cincinnati starting to kind of piece it together. They're the eighth seed because their division's not easy. And, well, they struggled out of the gate. But, man, I I don't know what to do with a lot of teams. The Chargers are definitely one. The Colts made a quarterback change yesterday. We talked about Matt Ryan skating on this old quarterbacks aren't playing well thing. Sam Ellinger. Well, I, this is the weird thing I'll say about the Colts. Like, just just fire everybody. Like, Ursay's making this. This is an Ursay move. Frank Reich basically said Jim Ursay had a say in this, that he's demanding that Sam Ellinger play because Matt Ryan is truly god-awful. I mean, you're not going anywhere this year. You might as well see what you got in a young quarterback. The just Ryan thing didn't work. Fire Start him. over. That coach is getting fired. Yeah. That is, like, the worst-kept secret in the league is that that, that organization's hitting the restart button. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that general manager and that coach got fired. And honestly, it's probably deserving because what they're putting out and what they've put out the last couple of years, God, it's been terrible. Yeah, it's been it's been rough. They have they have not recovered from Andrew Luck retiring. They well, never they, have. No. It's over. And, and and I don't know why they keep giving that regime that benefit of the doubt. Like for a year or two, that works. Your star franchise quarterback retired out of the blue. Like, all right, I get that. That's a fair excuse to say we don't have our S together. That was how many years ago now? And how many different quarterbacks have they rotated through? I could, at some point, it's it's the staff behind the scenes. Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough thing to recover when you lose a franchise quarterback, man. There's a lot of teams. You don't always have a Rodgers, Favre, Manning, Luck situation happen. And so when that, you know, when you lose them unexpectedly, that's kind of put yourself in the situation. But to not draft a quarterback or develop a young quarterback seems to be the undoing for one Frank Reich. All right, uh, coming up next... A comment may have taken out of context in sports, but is it actually a good idea, despite the person saying it, backpedaling? And then we'll get to the Blazers in their 4-0 start. Dirt and Sprague back with more on the fan. All right, it's a Mail Sack Tuesday, so get those Mail Sack questions in. Any and all questions, the Mail Sack is just you asking anything on any topic at the fan text line. And we'll get to that at 8.15. At 7.30, Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus will join us. His uh, first appearance on this show for the football season. How does he sort through the chaos and the madness that is the National Football League right now? Uh, We'll talk with him about that for the Daily Ticker. Crunch time is around the corner, and we'll dive into the Blazers coming up here in the second hour. They are 4-0. I brought this up last week, and I, I, I found it interesting. Article came out, and I want to talk about this. So I, I, I made a note, like when you watch football, we know there's one position that that matters more than others, right? Like you need a good offensive line and you want skilled position players. But if you have a good quarterback, it can take you in the right direction. It's everything for football. And yet this class, this quarterback class, is looked at as a pretty decent one. Like there's, you know, three, four, five guys out there that teams can talk themselves into, and they largely do every year anyway. And even knowing this and knowing how many teams need quarterback help, as we just mentioned, the Colts are starting Sam Ellinger. Teams in the NFL are not good, but they don't openly lose the way teams in the NBA do. It's it's a really (laughs) interesting thing. The worst record, there's no lottery. Worst record, you get the one pick. You would think teams in the NFL would be, uh, have enough incentive to say, well, we're not winning a game. 
The Miami Dolphins tried, and they got in a lot of trouble for it, and Brian Flores was too good of a head coach. Exactly. And Carolina's the team you'd say, well, they're probably going to get the one pick. I don't disagree with that, but even them, like they have every right to lose that game this weekend, and they just outright beat the Bucs, right? <laughs> so that's what's great about football is even when your team needs that position, they'll fight and sometimes play better than you think they will. See the Seattle Seahawks. The NBA does the opposite of this, and it's funny that they do because it's a lottery system. So you can quite literally tank your way to the worst record and not be rewarded with the number one pick. Victor Winbanyama is going to be the number one player in this draft, and it's not even a competition. It's a done deal. And recently, and he talked about how the NBA is monitoring teams that are openly tanking. And how they're going to be very, very carefully seeing how bad teams are trying to get to get into the sweepstakes for Victor Winbanyama. I guess what I want to ask you, because in this article by Baxter Holmes, it's a really good read at ESPN, he openly suggests relegation. Now, he has since walked this back a little bit and said, well, I wasn't being deadly serious about that. But he he's a pretty big European soccer model guy. He's doing an in-season tournament. Where do we see that? European soccer. He's, it's a global game. I think he gets a lot of ideas from what they do. I'm not kidding when I ask, and I feel like this has been brought up before, but what would relegation do to a league like the NBA where so many fan bases have to endure what the Oklahoma City fan base is enduring? <laughs> Just purposefully losing for however many years it's going to take in order to find a winner. I think relegation I, should be real, man. Yeah, I do too. I think it'd be great in the NBA. I think the NBA of all sports is probably the most feasible to do it because the roster sizes are a little bit smaller. Like NFL relegation, if you had something like that, like that's tough. Like when you're picking up guys on practice squads from other NFL teams to try and build your roster. If you did relegation in the NFL, you'd have to recreate NFL Europe, which is basically what right. they want to do. Right. Um, I, but for the NBA, though, I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd be great. And I'd love to punish teams that, that openly tank. And the, the good news for teams like that is if you're tanking. Now, would you still have the ability to be in the NBA draft? If you're that bad, like if, if you're tanking and you get relegated, do you have access to the same draft or is there a different draft for you? No, if you get relegated, it's like soccer. you got to win your way back so into the league. So you wouldn't have the ability to go draft Victor? No. Okay. Win Banyama? Yeah. So that that then would, would make things very interesting because you, you would have to find the perfect thread, the needle of how do we win enough games to not get rele- relegated but be bad enough to have a chance to draft Well, this, uh, this gets interesting because everybody expects there to be expansion at some point, Vegas and Seattle. So two more teams coming in so you have 32 he also talked about that it will not be coming until after their next tv contract right they want to get everything locked in place and and then they'll then they'll expand so they'll get the tv deal then they'll get the expansion with the expansion fees on top of that and all the owners are dumb fat and happy more dumb fat and happy um so would you have two 16 team leagues or do they go all the way? Because I know he's talked about having some team, some permanent teams in Europe. Do you go to 40 teams somehow and have 20 and 20 the way they do it in European soccer? And you relegate the bad teams and then, to Europe. Yeah, and then, the yeah. bottom three or four go down, the top three or four come up, and then you have two separate drafts. You have a draft for the top 20 teams and the relegated teams or the teams that get promoted get the first picks. And then 
it goes the other. And then after you do that draft, then the next 20 have a draft for remaining players. Well, I just, you know, I, I, I think a lot of this is the way they do the draft stuff. And I know they've changed the lottery odds since they did this. But to get a commissioner to openly talk about relegation. I love it, though. I love being I, having an open mind to anything. I think it's good. And the one thing that's always bothered me is I just, and I think Oklahoma City is currently doing this. Philadelphia did this for years. They fired their GM over it. Like Portland openly did this last year. I hate that we reward the bad teams. It's just not, it's not a fair model to me. Where in life can you be as bad as teams can be in the NBA and you get rewarded with the best thing? Can you be the worst at your job and get the most money? Because that's what it can kind of feel like, right? In a league where one player makes such a difference, you're going to tell me that the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are going to be god-awful this year, and want to be god-awful and have 33 picks, you're telling me their reward is to get the generational talent of Victor <laughs> Winbanyama to Oklahoma City? It's not fair. <laughs> and so, like, I've always just felt like, why would you not make a TV spectacle instead of rewarding the bad teams, say, we're doing a league-wide draft, and we're putting everybody's ping-pong ball in here, and we're going to have a TV special with it. I think it's dumb they don't do the ping pong ball thing live on TV, that they just give us the envelopes, even though everybody already knows the order going on to the TV show. Right. I think it's actually really fishy and a really good reason for conspiracy theory. <laughs> I think you would frozen. find it would make horrible live television. Oh, I disagree with that 100%. No, do you know? So basically how they – there's so if you have – so there's four ping pong balls and there's a combination and then there's a whole – thing you get a sheet basically so if you have 14 percent chance you get 14 percent of all the combinations of the ping pong balls but what i'm suggesting is give one ball for every team there we go make it like powerball you want every team to have the same odds yes oh okay why why can the best team that operates the best (laughs) not have a shot i understand ridiculous i understand your argument would that not kill the league though how would it kill the league? Like, if, if you would had who's the best team in the NBA right now? Golden State, probably. Okay. Or that would be your Portland Trailblazers well, at 4 and 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So let, let's use Golden State as an example. Okay. Let's say they won another NBA championship this year. Back to back, Curry's, yep. Curry's the greatest of all time, man. Yeah. You have the same number of ping pong balls. They then get Victor because they get the number one pick. That's the no, odds. Nobody's going to beat them, though. So does that not ruin your league? Well, but. The league is already in a bad place. Would you not agree to that? I mean, I, I don't really think it is. I think the NBA is doing fine. Their ratings aren't. People aren't watching well, these games. Like, we can love Giannis, and I can love Curry, and I can love Tatum and Brown. Well, that's because there's 9 million games. and Their NBA Finals ratings are awful. Did you see the ratings last year? They weren't good. Like, people, and that was the Boston Celtics with the Golden State Warriors. Those are two preemptive teams. Well, I, look, they're not going to go back to days of but, old, but, but see, I, I, you're, the you're, numbers you're, they average were like 12.5 million a game. You're, you're going to the extreme, and that's what we do with new ideas. You're going to the extreme of assuming the best team wins that lottery. But right now, what you're getting is how many bad products are out there in this league There's of a lot teams. Of them. Like, Utah's purposely not wanting to win. But you know why, though? That the I, Thunder have sucked yeah. on purpose for years. Like, these teams continue to be the same teams over and over. Not Utah, but you get my catch my drift, and they just get rewarded with it. And so, yeah, Golden State could win something like that. And my idea might be stupid to most people, but I just think the way they're currently doing it is you're not taking away the incentive to tank. You're You're encouraging it because the encouragement is – Hey, if you win this lottery system, 
you're going to get one of the greatest prospects in NBA history. And so when he brings up relegation, I, I, I don't care if he walks it back. I think it's smart to be talking about some of this stuff because I'm tired of watching bad basketball teams, man. Well, look, I get the larger point. I don't watch league-wide basketball, so there's probably a lot of horrible products out there that I just I, – I watch the Blazers and that's it. So I'll see those horrible products when the Blazers play those teams down the road. As a fan of those teams, I could understand it, though, in my mind. It's worth it. I can go through five years of sucktitude. You've had it in baseball now. How bad were the Astros for five years? They're now going to their fourth World Series. They just beat the Yankees for the third time in the last six years in the ALCS. Yeah. They got a chance to win another ring. Your Braves went through it. You crawled through that gutter of Shawshank. Was it worth it last year? No, it was, it was great. Was but it I, worth it this year? So I, I, mean, like, I largely didn't watch that team play. Of like, course you didn't because they baseball. sucked. They yeah. tanked. But it's worth it in the end when you get draft picks and you build that way. The, the fix for me is not to give every team the same number of odds because one player can totally shift the balance of the league. Yeah. And if you get a good team that lands in generational talent, like as a rookie and you get them on a rookie deal and a rookie scale and you get to build up with them, like I just, to me, you can't compete with that. And it, there's already a competitive disadvantage for teams and you don't have the parity you have in other sports. What you need in my mind, you've always needed is alongside the playoffs, have a single elimination tournament for the non-playoff teams. And then if you truly are that bad and you have a horrible roster and you can't win a game, then you're not going to get the number one pick because you can't win that so tournament. You want the non-playoff teams. To have I want a the non. The I want the non-playoff teams to have a single elimination NCAA's tournament style tournament where you go. How was it? Fourteen teams that don't make the playoffs. Yeah. You give it one, one or two of them a bye, however you want to do it, and you play. Whoever wins that tournament, you get the number one pick. You go from there. I love it. You've just brought this completely back as we break because we got to go to hour two. You know who probably would have won that two years ago? Golden State. They didn't make the playoffs. They probably would have. They, they didn't make the, the playoffs. Yeah. And they probably would have won the number one pick. And we'd have the same conversation of how unfair this is. Yeah, but they weren't coming off an NBA championship when they would get no. that number one pick. They were a non-playoff team. But there's yeah, a difference you there. You still had Steph Curry and Clay and Dre. Yeah, there's and a benefit there. I, I'm okay rewarding teams that are, that are just bad. And you wouldn't get a fully tanking team that would not that would win the number one pick. All right. Uh, hour number two. The Blazers are in Fuego 4-0. We'll talk about that next. Uh, during spring on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 